What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. We are out here on a Thursday night, March 10th, recording this podcast. Just Lucas and Tyler joining you tonight. Tyler, how how is it going? What a week it's been to be a fan of the NFL. <laughs> Holy cow. It is a great week to be a fan of NFL football. A great it, week. It, it was firework after firework after blockbuster after whatever big word you can think of for this week. It fits the description. I. It was one of those weeks where it was tough to have a day job. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> True. It was tough True. to have a day job. Because uh, I'll tell you what, it was real easy to sit on the phone all afternoon and go through all these speculations, go through all these trades, go through all these fallouts, start formalizing our own takes, our own opinions around what's happening. That was a tough week to have a day job if you're an NFL football <laughs> fan. I, I'm feeling good. I'm so happy it's Thursday. I feel like I've had one of the longest weeks of my life. And like not in a bad way, but just like... I've hit Thursday night. I feel like just everything is is loose right now. Everything is loose. Like we might, it might get, might get silly on this podcast tonight. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm just. It's one of those where I feel like a few of those like wholehearted like one liners are gonna come out, and I don't even realize it. And if I like, shoot, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> hey, you're the host. You're steering this thing, so I'm at the mercy <laughs> of the wheel. So, uh, well, thankfully, I. I literally almost wrote out the not entire script but like i wrote out all my notes beforehand so if i go off script it'll be total ad lib and (laughs) i'm not going total total willy-nilly here like you said we had a ton of news and notes uh pop up throughout the week here um man but we also have a ton of free agents uh that we want to talk about as well today so let me tell you, it is a podcast chock full of uh, new landing spots for all sorts of different people. Uh, we'll get to our, our free agent frenzy eventually, uh, but first let's go through uh, some of the news that has happened within the last, goodness, three days here. I love so that transition clean. so much. I, I hope it's, it so much. I hope it comes through because it, it, it's been spotty the past couple of episodes. So I'm really hoping it comes through clean. I feel like it just needs to be dead silent on one end and dead silent on the other. Otherwise, it doesn't come through clearly. Because we I thought wonder. Cameron slid in his comment beforehand, but I think it took out the transition. Yeah, because you didn't time. even hear his comment in the last right. episode. Right. So we're you're like, what are they laughing about? And it's, yeah, so... That one's going to come through. I am 100% positive. Now watch, it's not going to come through. Uh, anyways, <laughs> news and notes from this past week. Man, there was so much to happen. Uh, and I think to to encapsulate some of, uh, well, one, to, to recap the news, but two, also to kind of give some insight on our thoughts on the news, uh, I want to play a game of fill in the blank. Uh, because we could spend a whole podcast on the news that's been broken in the last week. Uh, but instead, we're going to play a game of fill in the blank to hopefully... Uh, cover all the news, but also give you some of our insights on what we think from the happenings of this past week. So I'm going to give you the piece of news. Then I'll give you some fill in the blank props to follow prompts to follow. Um, okay. It'll be like each, each one, each news has a different amount. So, um, but yeah, I'll give you some fill in the blank props. 
prompts, and then uh, you can give me your answer and quick reasoning as to why you gave that answer. So, Sounds good. Probably the biggest piece of news from this past week, Russell Wilson dealt in a blockbuster trade to the Denver Broncos for two firsts, two seconds, a fifth, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and defensive tackle Shelby Harris. First fill-in-the-blank prop, prompt. Gosh, I keep saying prop. Prop or player props. Player props. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Plus eleven hundred if you can guess the fill in the blank. Uh, <laughs> fill in the blank prompt. Blank won this trade. Denver. Denver did. I don't care if you got the draft picks you wanted. I don't care if you got the players you wanted. Look, Denver got the superstar quarterback that they've been wanting for at least the past three years. Since Noodle R. Manning, yeah. Exactly. So I, it doesn't matter what they gave up. Denver got their quarterback. Denver won the trade. I agree. Uh, I, I will say with the caveat, though, Seattle, I think, got a good haul back. I'm not disappointed with the haul they got back. Mm-hmm. I think you could go out and say, like, Oh, yeah, for a superstar like Russ, you could have gotten so much more. I'm like, you know how many other teams were offering more than this? Like, probably none. Well, Washington, <laughs> Washington. supposedly Washington supposedly more. did, but then Seattle's like, but wait. We, we we can compete within the next three years of Russell Wilson's career. It's like, no, you can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Who are okay, you kidding? Okay, Pete Carroll. Okay. <laughs> At any rate. Yeah, I agree. Denver won the trade, though. I I, I think it's a win-win for both sides. In all Not honesty, as massive of a win for Seattle, but right, like I still think Seattle made out fine. Exactly correct. Prompt number two: the better Denver Broncos wide receiver for fantasy next year will be blank. Ooh been a lot of debate about this now that uh, Russell Wilson is in town there. Hmm. I feel like I have to go Jerry Judy here. I know, I mean, I no way am I going to compare Cortland Sutton to DK Metcalf. Please don't. Is... <laughs> Please there, don't. There, there, just in the, in the, game of football, there is value in having a bigger target on the outside. Fair fair to say? Fair to say. So I think Cortland Sutton is the big target on the outside for the Broncos. That being said, Jerry Judy, supposedly this year, was supposed to be kind of the, the quote-unquote breakout wide receiver in Denver just because of the connection he weak. had. Yeah, right, with, with Teddy in, in training camp and all that kind of stuff. And f- because Pat Shermer was your offensive coordinator, it didn't work. Right. So um, I think Judy has always had a higher ceiling compared to Sutton. So I feel like that's why I'm saying Judy here. I keep going back and forth on this because my answer is Judy. But then at the drop of a hat, I switch to Cortland Sutton, and then I switch back to Judy. Like, I can't make up my mind. I think they'll both have great fantasy seasons next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll both be great. Um, it's going to be one of those where one of them finishes as, like, wide receiver 16, and the other one finishes as wide receiver 19 or 20 or something like that. Where they're yeah, like, right. 
they're going to be right next to each other, but like, yep, not in that top upper echelon of of fantasy wide receivers. Absolutely. Fill in the blank prompt number three. Javante Williams stock is blank after this trade. Oof. I'm going to say it, it, it didn't change. It's still where it was before the trade. Yes, that's correct. That's the only correct answer. <laughs> Just be, I mean, th- this, this offense that Denver is going to run, right? It, it's the Lafleur Shanahan tree, right? Like it's all built off of the run. You cannot run. You can't effectively run this offense without having some sort of run game to rely on. That being said, all of the hype that Javante Williams goes away if they do bring back Melvin Gordon, which apparently they're interested in doing. So for now, it is on pause until we know more about the status of Melvin Gordon. Yes. Uh, my word, yeah, my phone in the blank was unchanged. Or it's unchanged after the trade. Because his value is not dependent on Russell Wilson's arrival. It is dependent on Melvin Gordon's departure. And I will scream that from the mountaintops until people get that in their heads. People will say, well, look at look at Rashad Penny and uh, Chris Carson's numbers to start the year last year when Russell Wilson was the quarterback. I don't, I don't care because you want to know why? Neither of them had Melvin Gordon behind them in the lineup. Right. right. Like, I, yeah, unchanged. Unchanged is my word. Last one for this piece of news. DK Metcalf will finish as wide receiver blank next year. Oh, goodness. Um, man. Can I can I ask a clarification question? You can ask a clarification question. <laughs> Who's going to be the quarterback in this scenario? Uh, I'll let you have the freedom of choosing. Yikes. Okay. Let's just roll with Malik Willis. I like it. Because there's no way Seattle trades Russ if they didn't like one of these quarterbacks. And just based on play style, it feels like Malik Willis would be the guy. So if Malik Willis is the quarterback, I think top 10 is a little bold. It's a little rich. I would agree. Top 20 is too uh, too generic. Yep. So I'll say, like, that high-end wide receiver 2 territory. Sure. Like, that 13 to 17 range. I think that's his sweet spot right there. Yeah. So DK Metcalf will finish as wide receiver 13 to 17 next year. That's your point? Yes. Yes. Mine was 15, so I agree. <laughs> um, smack dab in the middle of those two. Yeah, I think I think DK DK Metcalf ceiling is probably like wide receiver twelve, and his floor is probably like wide receiver twenty. I'll shoot right in the middle of that, and I'll go fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in that range. And now, I mean, it it can go up to just because I think if Seattle does move on from Tyler Lockett, DK is just that good of a receiver that it doesn't matter if he's the only one. Yeah, he will put up good numbers. So, like I said, it could go higher, but for the moment, it's kind of wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver one. I agree. They're also in the Deshaun Watson hunt. I don't know what that adds, but, but, but 
But. Should Watson have all positivity come from his court hearing on Friday? Not court hearing, grand jury um, on Friday. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there. All right. Second piece of news. Uh, Carson Wentz traded to the Washington Commanders for picks 42 and 73 in this year's draft, plus a uh, conditional 2023 third as well. Uh, Commanders in return got pick 47 and a seventh with Carson Wentz. So really, Carson Wentz was traded for two third round picks and $28 million of cap space. That's actually kind of wild that he was traded for two third round picks. That's that's all. What was what was the tweet I sent you and Cameron? This I was from Blade and Blade and Kirk tweet. I love that man. He's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> would, you would you rather have rather Carson have... Wentz or two third round picks and twenty eight million McChickens? <laughs> Give me the McChickens, bro. <laughs> uh, a thousand percent. I I, I agree. <laughs> uh Carson Wentz is now a Washington Commander. Carson Wentz is blank for fantasy football. Um, unusable. <laughs> I just, I like, I, I will fully admit that last year I was probably the one person saying like, just wait and see. Yeah. Right? You never know what's going to happen. At least on this podcast you were. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, I will admit that I was wrong <laughs> until that you were right. Until yeah, you were right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it it wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all good. Right. But it was just way too erratic for me to really feel comfortable having him on my bench or something like that. Yeah, Carson Wentz is irrelevant for fantasy football. I don't care that he's with the Commanders. He's not your starting quarterback every single week. He's probably not going to be a streaming option for you most weeks either. He's irrelevant. You'll draft him as your quarterback two in a 14-man league. And you want to know who plays in 14-man leagues? <laughs> Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people. <laughs> That's the answer. Uh, Terry McLaurin's stock is blank after this trade. Relatively the same? I, I like mean, relatively the same. That's a good way of putting it. Because, I mean, who was who did I hear it from... It probably was either you or Cam, but like, no, actually, I think it was our TikTok. Michael Pittman did a little bit better. I shouldn't say a little bit better. It was better than his first season with Philip Rivers. Right. But it wasn't this, like, gotta have him next year type of season. He had he had a gotta have him type of season the first eight weeks. Right. First and nine weeks. And then after that. It, it, they just stop throwing the football. So yeah. I think in that same way, you got to look at McLaurin that way. And with the possibility of Washington taking a wide receiver at 11 in the draft because they traded for a quarterback, the targets may not be there as much as we want to think. I agree. I think Terry McLaurin's stock is ever so slightly increased. That was my fill in the blank after this trade. Here's the deal. He's going to finish around wide receiver 15 probably. And you want to know where he's going to be drafted? Right around wide receiver 15. 
I don't know what you want. Like, uh, you can think that he's going to shoot up to be a top five quarterback, and I'm disagree- I'm going to disagree with you all day long. You can say he's going to be a top ten quarterback, and I'm probably going to disagree with you nine times out of ten. He's going to finish right around wide receiver 15. That's where he's going to get drafted. Slightly, ever so slightly increased. I agree with you, 100%. Uh, but this uh, this wasn't even the f- those two weren't even the first two pieces of news to break it all this week because Aaron Rodgers uh, he's to sign an extension with the Green Bay Packers initially uh, the report was up to uh, two hundred million dollars over four years but because Aaron Rodgers can't not have the spotlight on him at all times uh, <laughs> said things aren't in ink yet terms aren't official so uh, there's only one fill in the blank for this one. Tyler, as a Minnesota Vikings fan, you feel blank about Aaron Rodgers returning to the Green Bay Packers. Awesome. Awesome. Because because this just further screws Green Bay down the road. That's fair. Like, the whole reason why Green Bay drafted Jordan Love was because they looked towards the future and they said, yes, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but we are not just in the – in the now of things we are for the now and the future. So this deal to me just screams that Aaron Rodgers just has, I, 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 I'm not going to go super, uh, super mean with my choice of words, but he's just selfish because he doesn't want, he just, you know, win now. Cool. But you're screwing the green Bay Packers franchise four years down the road. Just saying yeah, Jordan Love's going to be sitting behind him for double the amount of time he sat behind Brett Favre. <laughs> Assuming the deal is for four years. I don't know. Well, Aaron Rodgers, though, says it's not an ink. Terms aren't official. Well, it, like, again, like, it, it just... There's no way that Green Bay regrets this deal because they'll continue to win with Aaron Rodgers under center. But this just puts everything that... Brian Gutekunst was building for on pause. Yep. I saw a tweet. I think it was later, later on in the day that was like, wow, you want to know just how selfish Aaron Rodgers is? He couldn't let Russell Wilson just steal the spotlight yep. on the day of the trade. So he then tweets out, uh, I'm coming back to green Bay, but the deal's not official yet. So stay tuned. Right. That's how selfish he is. Yeah, because that Russell Wilson news came literally like an hour after after the uh, Rodgers news came. And that was a heck of a deal. Uh, as a Minnesota Vikings fan, I feel nothing about Aaron Rodgers resigning with Green Bay. I feel nothing. <laughs> I expected it. It's one of those where it's just like, you know what? Uh, it was too good to be true that Aaron Rodgers would just up and leave our division and we would have a shot to be have have a top four seed in the playoffs. It just felt too good to be true. You still have to deal with the Rams, the Niners. Let me see who else. The Cowboys. The and the Cardinals. Hey. <laughs> Yikes. Um, no, like... Yes, Tampa's out of the picture now, but it's still not a clear path to the Super Bowl as, every, no. like, 
all the Green Bay fans I know say it is. <laughs> no. And should they? Uh, and should San Francisco get off of Jimmy's contract? Uh, they just open up thirty million dollars in cap. I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, last piece of news here uh, that has a fill in the blank at least. Deshaun Watson's case and evidence is to be heard by a grand jury on Friday. I brought that up earlier. Uh, pending a positive outcome, there's actually rumors that Watson could be traded by Wednesday of next week. So, should Friday go well for Deshaun Watson? And should he be traded? Those are two big shoulds. Deshaun Watson will be a member of blank in 2022. Ooh, ooh boy. I want to say the Colts, but they're not going to trade within division, so the Colts are out. I'm not going to say the Seahawks. Shoot, so who does that leave? <laughs> who does that leave? The Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my answer. Ah, uh, yes. There's a there lot, it is. There of, it is. lot of heat going around Pittsburgh right now, though uh, it sounds like a lot of it is just a bunch of hot air, but I don't well, know who know, el- I don't know who else would make a move for him. That's the thing. Unless if you're the Vikings and you swap contracts with him and Kirk, but like I don't know, that's the only move that would make sense. Otherwise, you know who you know who Pittsburgh just hired too, right? Yeah, they hired hired his buddy Brian Flores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, mean, I I think there's just... I actually think there's more credibility there than people are probably giving it. But from what I'm hearing, it's a bunch of hot air and a bunch of false optimism. But I had to pick out of all the teams that are left that don't have a quarterback. It's Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh. Is that your pick too? It has to be. I mean. By process of elimination. Right. That's it what it is, is. It's Pittsburgh. That's what it is. Process of elimination. That is literally what it is. Uh, other news. This was this was this was on Monday. Right? Like we just covered things that happened in the last like thirty six hours. This was back on Monday. Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire uh two thousand twenty two, two thousand twenty three NFL season for betting on NFL games this past season. No fill in the blanks for this one. Uh, I will say though. I'm okay with this suspension. Are you? I feel like we need to state that because I feel like we can't just read that because everyone's like, oh my gosh, this suspension sucks. I'm okay with this suspension. I'll give my reason why after I hear your answer, but I'm okay with this suspension. Um, I guess. I mean, I think there are much bigger issues that need to be talked about because of this instead, yes. but... Yes. For, I guess, just in the context alone of Calvin Ridley being suspended for a year, I'll say it's fair. We are on the same page because I my issue is not with the suspension. My issue is on how the NFL uh, hands out lengths of suspensions. It's pretty clear in the rule book. You can't do this. So don't do it. And that that's not hard to follow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't bet on NFL games. You're going to get suspended for a year. Don't do it. That's easy. That's easy to follow. My problem is then, what about things when domestic assault comes up, right? When you get when you get cases like when you get a Ray Rice and he only gets two games, right? Like, I don't know, man, right? Like, obviously that in my mind has far more gravity than Calvin Ridley throwing down fifteen hundred dollars on a on a six four six and eight leg parlay. Uh, <laughs> 
Like that that has much more gravity than than Calvin Ridley's case. Right. So my I mean, issue every, is with go ahead. I was just gonna say all this revolves around respecting the shield. That's the phrase. Respect the shield. They all in one way or another, as an employee of the NFL, because that's what players technically are. They are employees of the NFL. No matter what you do, whether it is violence, whether it's assault, whether it's betting on football games, they all directly go towards your perspective of the shield. That that it's as simple as that. Yeah. I look, so if you want to alter the things where it's like you don't want to suspend people for more than a year, that's fine. If someone gets caught up in domestic you know, assault, you say, all right, you can't play for a year. That's fine. Then cut Calvin Ridley's suspension in half in the future. Make it six games instead of 12, right? Like, let's actually make the suspensions make sense. Let's not make it a a case-by-case thing. Or, like, you can say, all right, you know, they're on, you know, they're, they're not the commissioner's exemplist, but, like, they're suspended from, from the league until further notice. And then once the NFL gets a chance to actually do a thorough research, they can hand out um, a charge accordingly. And hopefully it's not like the case of Ray Rice where they're like, two games. And it's like, oh, what do you mean? Dude, dude literally took a right hook to his wife in the elevator. Like, I don't know how that's only warrants two games. But Calvin really thrown down 1500 on FanDuel. This, you know, a whole year, right? I, I just want it to make sense. I just, I just want the suspensions to make sense. And if it just needs to be black and white in the rule book, do it. I don't know why it is. Do isn't. it. Well, there was, I think it was a tweet or a quote by Demario Davis, where he's like, "Okay, so if we're talking respecting the shield, yes, betting is against the rules, but also paying a coach a hundred thousand dollars to lose a game, yes, is." not punishable like all i guess here i'll sum it up all we're saying is make it make sense make it make sense if you got to make it black and white in the rule book make it black and white in the rule book that's fine by me cleo mack man this came out today uh traded to the chargers oh. for a second round pick this year and a sixth round pick next year this is highway robbery the Chargers are fully maximizing Justin Herbert's rookie contract. I am so pleased by this. I am like, if, like this is the home, the Chargers are just absolutely hitting a home run this offseason so far. Well, they have the cap space too. Everyone's like, what about their cap space? I learned this lesson a couple of weeks ago. LA has a ton of cap space. They got a ton. <laughs> they got a ton. And here's here's the other thing I I I. Uh, I saw two on Twitter. I think it was from Rap Sheet. Maybe it was Schefter. But do you know who the Bears linebackers coach was when Khalil Mack pretty much won MVP, even though he didn't win MVP? He pretty much won MVP, but didn't. Uh, tell the people. It was Brandon Staley. Yep. So opposing quarterbacks, and specifically Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes, you thought – Joey Bosa was enough off of one side. Oh, here comes Khalil Mack on your blind side. Let's have, let's see how you do that. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun, baby. Seahawks released Bobby Wagner. 
frees up 16 mil in cap space for them. So I think they're going to try and well round out this team on the defensive side of the ball now. Maybe even offensive side shoot. They got to get some some help up front too. If, if if you move off of Russ, right, you free up a bit there. You you take on a few other contracts, whatever. But you still move off of a, a big Russ contract. Move off of Bobby Wagner, which I honestly think is the right deal because you just don't want to tie 16 million dollars up in in him. Great player, but like when you're when you're in the rebuild, those are those are just the the branches you need to prune, unfortunately. And getting more cap space is going to help you rebuild a better defense anyways. See the New England Patriots from last year where they just had a ton of cap space and they went out and they built one of the most efficient defenses in the NFL. And I think I I, I sent this to both you and Cam. You know how it seems like off, or I guess GMs are not really willing to spend a whole lot of money at the running back position? Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see a trend where GMs are not starting are, are starting to not spend a lot of money on linebackers. Yep. Look at Denver. Look at the Rams. Look at the Patriots. Right, like well, they went out and spent a they, they gave Judon a chunk of change. Yeah, but he's more of an that's end rusher than he is like an inside middle that's linebacker. True. That's right? true. So I'm I'm not going to say that. Linebacker are the running backs of the defense, but I think we're we're starting to see a trend where GMs are just not willing to pay a whole lot of money to linebackers. So I think that explains a little bit of Wagner's release. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see other linebackers either release or traded as we go throughout this offseason because of that. Uh, well, I mean, we saw uh, release too. He's not a linebacker, but defensive side of the ball still. Uh, Washington to release him after the two sides can agree on a deal either. Frees up a little bit more cap space there. So that wraps up, man, a whole bunch of freaking news. Spent half an hour on news, but you know what? That's what happens when you have two massive trades throughout the week. You need to do some analysis there. But I think we should have enough time for free agent frenzy because uh, I don't think we need to, to explain too in depth on a lot of these picks, but. Uh, let's do it. Let's turn the corner and head on in, uh, to the free agent frenzy and where we think a good chunk of these free agents will be landing this off season. Let's start with quarterbacks. Maybe my favorite free agent quarterback that I want to talk about is Mitchell Trubisky. I love <laughs> that man. I have a newfound love of Mitchell Trubisky. I've decided uh, I was happy. I, it was great watching him when he was in the NFC North, uh, make it to the playoffs and just blow it. Very subpar <laughs> quarterback, make the playoffs. It proves that uh, guys like Kirk Cousins can get the job done, and that it's not his fault. So uh, I digress. Mitchell Trubisky, back up to the Buffalo Bills last year. Where does he end up in 2022? Ooh, boy. Hmm. If you've got a team, go ahead and say it, because i got to think on this one a little bit. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh! I, I initially had uh, Trubisky signing with uh, Washington in free agency, and then they went out and trade for one, so that got debunked. Uh, I think the, the Bucs go out and get him. Uh, he, he's, not a, he's not a major slouch, okay? Like, I feel like everyone just likes to give him a hard time. He's not a slouch. Mm -hmm. He literally, like, he's not a Hall of Famer or, or All Pro. Don't get me wrong, but like, 
He's taken a worse Bears team than Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the playoffs twice. And that division is so bad right now. Mitchell Trubisky could go win that division. So uh, I'm in on Mitchell Trubisky going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and I, that puts me a little bit back in on uh, Mike, Evan, Mike Evans for next year. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, I'm kind of down to two teams. Yep. And I think I'm going to go with this team. I'm going to say the Carolina Panthers. I could see it. It's going to be a very sad state of quarterbacks in Carolina if this yep. were to happen. Um, but I, may, I mean, Carolina actually doesn't have their second round pick in the draft. So, like, they, they're not taking a quarterback in the draft unless they take one at six, which would... Would be outrageous. So generational talent, Malik Willis at six. <laughs> Man, watch it'll every happen. episode. Oh, here's every uh, episode. Here, here's the here's here's my favorite tidbit. This is unrelated. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, David Tepper. There he is, David Tepper. Oh, he's, a, he's a pit booster. Did you know that? He's a pit oh booster. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> Kenny Pickett at six confirmed. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh no. I mean, let's be honest. If if Carolina does take a quarterback at six, it does a favor for everyone else picking behind that because they will then get a shot at some guy that they were hoping for at the top of their board. So, um, yes, but I'll say this too. Just, I mean, I just don't think this team is anywhere close to competing and I don't know, maybe there is something in Trubisky that just hasn't been tapped into yet. Maybe he wins it. Maybe he wins the job in Carolina. Maybe he breaks out in Carolina. I like, I just don't think that this team needs a quarterback in the draft to compete immediately. They're too far away from that. Definitely agree. We'll say there's a lot of smoke around Mitchell Trubisky following Brian Dable to the Giants, too. So he could end up there and compete with Daniel Jones for the starting job there. I would dislike that. I would much rather see him in Tampa Bay or Carolina, where he actually, I think, has a much more legit shot to win the starting job in either of those two places. Uh, next name isn't really a free agent, but I think he has to be put in here uh, because he's probably going to change teams, and he I think he's being treated like a free agent in a lot of ways. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Currently on the San Francisco 49ers, has one more year left on his deal, but likely to be traded here this offseason. Where did Jimmy Garoppolo land in 2022? I'll say the Indianapolis Colts. Ditto. I agree. I just think with the added capital that they got from Washington, plus the day two, day three picks that they already have, it, I'm if they can if they can get Garoppolo for the same price that they gave or that they traded Carson Wentz for, I think that's a win for Andy. I 100% agree. Thing with Indianapolis, uh, I think they're learning they don't need a stud quarterback. 
because when their offense runs through Jonathan Taylor, what is the point of paying a guy? You know, I mean, I guess you could. Everybody wants a stud quarterback, right? But at what point do you just say, you know what, we're going to bite the bullet, just take an overpriced game manager in and just give the ball to Jonathan Taylor and let him carry us to the promised land? They don't have a first round pick, so they're not drafting a quarterback. Unless one I, falls, but highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. So I'm with you. Uh, I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo lands the Colts. Last free agent quarterback, uh, Jameis Winston. I it pained me to say Mitchell Trubisky to the Buccaneers because I really wanted a Jameis homecoming to the to, to Tampa Bay. <laughs> I wanted I wanted all those dubs. I wanted to, I want him to eat all those dubs. Uh, but I have him going back to the New Orleans Saints. I think they like him too much. I. I think they'll do what they can to get him back, mostly because he has the history there already, and he's a better option at quarterback than Taysom Hill. That's my that's really my only analysis. I like that. I want to go bold, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> I, there's just not many teams he can go bold to or with. I mean, if you say to Pittsburgh, maybe, but like. I don't know. I, I I think the Saints want him back. And they'll find a way to bring him back. Maybe you could say a team like Detroit. Maybe. Doesn't, like, I, I don't think they actually would, but just from the standpoint of, like, if you want to bring in another quarterback for a little quarterback battle in training camp, maybe Detroit just because Jared Goff is Jared Goff. Right. But that that's the only reason I can get for Detroit. That's fair. I can understand that. But no, I... He's a tough one. Because... It's just not super exciting. He, no, just... no. <laughs> you're not excited to say he's your starter. But if you're in Tampa Bay, you're thrilled if he's your starter. I would be. <laughs> I'd, I'd be Everyone running around but... the block, chucking and eating. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Every... Everyone but Tampa Bay would be ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to free agent running backs. My favorite free agent running back. Uh, we're going to start with Melvin Gordon. And why he's my favorite is solely because I just want him out of Denver. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where does Melvin Gordon end up for the uh, 2022 NFL season? I'm going to say Seattle. Oh, I was not expecting that. I like this. Um, I don't think they re-sign Rashad Penny. And I think they do a little bit of a hot hand committee action with Chris Carson and Melvin Gordon. Same way uh, he was just used in uh, Denver, almost. Just bring him to Seattle to do that. Exactly. Uh Melvin Gordon to the Atlanta Falcons, and I just need it to happen because mm. literally everything about it makes sense. Yeah, true. If you're Atlanta, this the, he should be your number one free agent target for the offensive side of the football. Uh, look, I don't say this because I'm a Javante Williams manager in Dynasty. Uh, I want <laughs> Melvin Gordon now for that purpose. But uh, look, Arthur, give Arthur Smith a talented running back. Don't give him Mike Davis or Cordero Patterson. He has a capability to be a three-down back. He can handle the bell cow role. It just it just makes so much sense. 
right? He, he, he can do everything Arthur Smith would want him to do. So just get him a talented running back. Get him Melvin Gordon. That that's all. That's all for me. Second free agent running back, Leonard Fournette. I have an interesting place for Leonard Fournette. Let me hear it. How about the Houston Texans? Ooh, I like that. I like that. Lenny got a chip. Okay, that check. Mark that off the list for Leonard Fournette. Won 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 a Super Bowl. I, I just think he goes out and chases a bag now. Let's get paid. Let's get Lenny paid. Looking at the teams who have running back need and could bring him in, okay, and could afford him for a bag, okay, Miami Dolphins. They would be my second choice, but I think they're going to draft Brees Hall. Analysis. That's it. I think they're going to draft Brees Hall, so they're not going to sign a running back. Uh, You go down the list a little bit more, New York Jets could. um, I've heard that, that name a lot for Lenny. Uh... I don't know. It feels like it's just really popular to be out on Michael Carter right now. I, I don't, I don't understand that. I like, Agreed. I, I don't know. He, he looked fine last year. So I don't mm-hmm. understand why people are out and they're like, Oh, Lenny can go in and help ease the load. I, I, I don't think they're going to prioritize running back. So then you look at the rest of the teams who, who could pay Lenny the money that he wants after uh, these two teams, the Chargers, well, they have Eckler. The Jags have Etienne and Robinson. The Bengals have Mixon. The Panthers have CMC. Steelers have Najee. Broncos have their own little problem of whether to bring Melvin Gorn back or not. And Javante Williams. Uh, the Bears have David Montgomery. The Raiders have Josh Jacobs. The Eagles have Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. The Lions have DeAndre Swift. The Ravens have J.K. Dobbins. And, oh, the Houston Texans. David Johnson's a free agent. They got $19 million in cap space. I think they offer Lenny a nice little deal here. I like that. I they could they could give him a deal better than the likes of a of a franchise that would maybe be a better fit, right? Like Tampa, mm-hmm. Arizona, even Atlanta, they don't have much cap space, right? But I like I think Jen, I think Lenny goes out and, and chases a bag here. So I'm gonna put him to Houston. Okay, okay. I'm going to go the opposite, the way, and I'm going to go the way of wanting another ring. The Buffalo Bills. I like that, too. Um, I think Singletary is good enough to handle a load on his own. I can, He kind of showed that towards the end of last year. But uh, if you're Buffalo, you can't pass up the opportunity if playoff Lenny, Super Bowl Lenny, wants to come to Buffalo. You, you can't pass that up. They're the only team that I feel like could take a running back in the draft to that they could take a Brees Hall in the draft. I don't know if they would, but they're the only other team that like scares me on if if they could take Brees Hall or a Kenneth Walker. But I, I digress. I agree. I, I like that landing spot for me. Next for Asian running back, James Conner. Where do you have him landing next year? Ooh. See... Here's where I'm going to say Atlanta. Okay. I can get behind that. Um, Just because he's a bit on the younger side. Um, I, I just, he's in, he's that if he goes to Atlanta, he then finally has the workhorse load. And I think he missed, I, I shouldn't say I think he missed it. He had it in Pittsburgh, 
Pittsburgh let him walk. He still showed in Arizona that he's effective when he gets the ball. So I think Atlanta, you know, I don't know what would be overpaying for James Conner. But let's say you can get him two years for 22. Might be a little bit over their cap room, but they can make it work probably with a few extra roster adjustments. See, I think so too. That way they don't have to put such a big emphasis on finding offensive talent in the draft when their defense is as depleted as it is. Yeah, they need to address the defensive side of the ball in the draft. There's no question. Unless if you're at eight and Garrett Wilson is there, then I could see how you're just like, all right, we need somebody because Russell Gage could not be our wide receiver one this year. Right. Uh, I have James Conner going to the Arizona Cardinals. I have him just returning there. I think he showed he can handle the workload. Um, I I just think they run it back with him. Their team was clicking at that point. So I think they run it back with, uh, with James Conner next year. Uh, and I think they just let Edmonds walk then. There's no need to have both of them around. So I will uh, I will say Arizona Cardinals for James Conner. I'm boring, I guess. <laughs> Rashad Penny, I'm also boring. I think he just goes back to Seattle. And it, it makes me sad because I really want Rashad Penny to get his own job somewhere. But I yeah, well, I, 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 I mean, just don't think – I don't think they're going to cut Chris Carson, which is what I'd rather have them do to save on – more cap space, <laughs> bring mm-hmm. back Rashad Penny at a reasonable price, give him the job. But I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to. I think Seattle's going to bring him back for. I I don't know. I feel like Rashad Penny isn't the name that everyone's going to go after in free agency, and they're going to be willing to pay for. Mm-hmm. So I think Seattle's going to be able to bring him back cheap as a backup behind Carson, and it makes me sad. Yeah, I will say I'll say Houston for this one. I don't mind that. They were the other one I considered. I I think I personally I don't see Penny doing much better than he did last year. No, no those last five honest. weeks are, were uh, yeah no, not, I'm not banking on that being repeatable. So I kind of look at I kind of look at Penny the same way that I'm looking at Mitch Trubisky with quarterbacks. If you can tap into him and get something like, you know, like what he produced last year, I think he is a he's a ten million dollar signing that you got for cheap. Yep. And I think Houston is just willing to I shouldn't say throw out cash, but they're willing to just try it out on some guys to see who just works the best. Yeah. Uh it feels that feels like a very Houston thing to do. You know what? Let's not go out and get the biggest name on the free agent market. We're actually going to get the guy who might have the most question marks around him and pay him too much. <laughs> True. Or is that just a Bill O'Brien thing? I don't know. At oh, any that, rate. That, uh, that's, that's a little Bill O'Brien, but still Houston. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, it, it's still, <laughs> they, they, they still, they're still trying to get the Bill O'Brien off of that franchise, I think. Uh, last free agent running back. I, and the only reason Cameron brought up this point People are going to ask about him. I think he has zero fantasy relevance next year, and it's Cordero Patterson. I'm not going to spend much time talking about him because, I, I again, I just don't think he, wherever he lands next year, I don't think he's going to have fantasy relevance. That's just the, he was a nice story this year. He was a nice little story, but 
wherever he lands next year. I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant, especially on the team that I have him on. I'm going to the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, interesting. They trade Jimmy. Uh Right. Open up all that cap space. But isn't it just a San Francisco thing where they go out and get a guy who just showed flashes? Like, Jarek McKinnon comes to mind. Like, why are you signing Jarek McKinnon, a backup or running back, to all this money? I know you signed him to be your starter. Then they went out, and they still signed another two running backs afterwards, and Jarek McKinnon was just nothing after that. And with how they've been the last couple of years, I think if they have, what's the max number of running backs you can have rostered on your active roster in the NFL? Whatever that is, Kyle Shanahan's going to do that, but instead he's just going to put Cordero Patterson at wide receiver so he can have actually one more than the max. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's just them to, to, to sign a guy who showed flashes and then not actually play him. See, he's so tough to figure out where he should go. <laughs> I hate, I hated, I like, this is why I like, I, I don't want to spend any more time talking about him because right. that's the thing. There are no good fits and he's not going to be relevant wherever he goes. I'll say, I'll say this just for laughs for the means for whatever it is. He's going back to Minnesota. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm in. He's, he's talked about it on Twitter before this man is coming home and there's nothing that anybody can do about it. He's coming I'm back in. home. I'm behind this. I am for this movement. <laughs> I don't know with what cap space we'll sign him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Fantasy wide receivers. Free agent wide receivers, excuse me. Uh, we're going to run through the first four have either already been decided or you and I agree on where they'll land um, without much explanation needed. Uh, Devontae Adams signed the franchise tag with Green Bay. Chris Godwin franchise tagged by Tampa Bay. Mike Williams signed a three-year, $60 million extension with the Chargers. Odell Beckham Jr., we both are 99.9% sure he's going to return to the Los Angeles Rams next year. He's willing to get on the hometown discount, especially coming off of an ACL. No team is going to want to hand Odell a nice chunk of change to play for them. He's going back to the Rams. Mm -hmm. The biggest name that is... Maybe to hit free agency, and I say maybe because um, it's not necessarily confirmed, but all the rumors have leaned that way. Amari Cooper. That's the other name I forgot to bring up. Amari Cooper. Potentially uh, rumored to be cut by the Cowboys. Forgot to put that in the news. Oops, uh, yeah, rumored to be cut by the Cowboys to become a free agent then uh, before the start of the new NFL season, which is, haha, next week. So, Amari Cooper, arguably the biggest free agent wide receiver name available right now. Where is he landing for next year? I am going to say the New England Patriots. I like that a lot. Yes, they just signed Nelson Aguilar. Yes, they just signed Kendrick Bourne. Yes, they have Jacoby Myers. You know what? None of them are a wide receiver one on any football team. Nope. This feels like a Bell Belichick signing. You're like, oh, no one wants you. 
we'll we'll make it worthwhile for you down over in New England. Come so. on over. Come, Come on, on over. <laughs> and uh, I think I, go ahead. Amari Cooper and Mac Jones is going to be like the new like they'll be the new hotness. Riders. Yeah, right. Like everyone's going to fall in love with it. And yep, I 100 percent agree with that. It's written in the stars. <laughs> I have Amari Cooper going to Jacksonville. Oh. They need to get Trevor Lawrence a wide receiver one. They need to get him a wide receiver one so badly. You you don't you don't believe in Marvin Jones? Oh, you don't believe get in that man off my property. I <laughs> stop it. That's almost as bad as Malik Willis being a generational well, what about talent. Jamal Agnew. Jamal Agnew. Oh, I still love there. Jamal Agnew. He's always wide receiver one there. Who are we kidding? Always, always. Always the wide receiver one, even if he's not a wide receiver one on the depth chart. <laughs> Look, look, Amari's the best guy on the market right now. Uh, I mean, there's Allen Robinson and Juju. I'd take Amari over both of them. Uh, and we, and you and I both agree, well, unless if your mock draft now says differently, they're probably going to go edge at one. I'd assume Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson goes at one now that they've uh, put the franchise tag on Cam Robinson, left tackle. I will take 10 seconds to explain why it's not an edge rusher. Okay, go for it. it. Ten seconds. It's still Ekim Ekwanu. Yes, even with the Robinson franchise tag, Ekwanu is the pick. Both starting tackles, Robinson and Jawan Taylor, have one year left on the deals going into next season. Both starting guards are free agents, so Ekwanu starts a guard and can fill in that tackle if one of the tackles doesn't play up to level. Boom. boom. At any rate. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Sorry, sorry. No, that's good. That's to say it. No, 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 no. That's good because, shoot, that still plays into my argument. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they protect Trevor Lawrence to give him time to throw to Amari Cooper. Uh, and even if they focus more defensively, even if they go Aiden Hutchinson in the draft, they need help offensively then, and they need to get Amari Cooper in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, I'd rather have them build their defense through the draft this year where there's so much talent, loaded with defensive talent, and go spend your money in free agency on weapons for Trevor Lawrence. Proven weapons for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, not Laquan Treadwell. Come on now, Trent Balky. You're better than that. Hey, you're better than that, Balky. I agree. Uh, Allen Robinson spent the last 18, 19, 20, 21, four years in Chicago. Now hits the open market. You had Amari Cooper going to New England. I have Allen Robinson going to New England. Ooh, that's a nice one. That's a nice one. Because you know Bill Belichick is going to find some way to come out of free agency with one of these top two guys for chump change. Somehow. Somehow. There's actually been reports leaking out that the Patriots have been doing extensive research on what it would take to bring in Allen Robinson. So they're already... They've already got A-Rob on their radar. (laughs) I think, think like, the obvious landing spot for for A-Rob is Miami, but I actually don't like that fit at all. Neither do I. I. He's not a Mike McDaniel wide receiver. He's not the prototype for Mike McDaniel. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I feel like everybody's saying Miami. And I'm like, why? No, that doesn't make sense. Um, I think there's another guy who will fit much better there that we'll, that we'll talk about, but I'll hold my thoughts on that. Uh, New England needs a wide receiver one. They need to get Mac a wide receiver one. And frankly... Mac Jones might be the best quarterback Allen Robinson has played with in the last four years since showing up in Chicago. So, uh, Allen Robinson, New England Patriots, that's my pick. Ooh. I was going to say the Colts. Ah. 
But I have they can still make team. it work. They got the cap to make yeah. it work. Not true. But I've got another team that I actually like a lot more. It's the Washington Commanders. You think they're going to have enough cap space to make that work? I think they only have $2 million in cap now. Well, I guess I, I didn't check the hit now that they've released Landon Collins. No, so okay, so here's, here's the other thing. Increased cap space. That's true. Just grows that cap space even more for all 32 teams. Yep. So I, I think I think about it like this. You let McLaurin free a little bit. You don't limit him to just being the physical receiver. Yep. Let him get open, get into space. Let Allen Robinson be that physical guy on the outside. Yep. I like the tri- I like a trio of Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, and Curtis Samuel. I think, I think that's, that's nice. one of the more I think that's one of the more underrated trios in the NFL. Yeah. So I'll go with the Commanders. Is it like is it going to happen? Is it likely to happen? Not at all. This is that would not be a Washington sign <laughs> at all. But I just think you trade it for Carson Wentz. Just give him as many weapons as you can. Yeah. You already have a good line. You have a good running back. Just give him some more weapons. Maybe, again, maybe it, it works out. Who knows? Yeah, I uh, I really want an Allen Robinson Jaguars reunion, too. I feel like that's the other one that's like, if I want a Jameis and Bucks reunion, I want, a, I want an A-Rob and, and Jaguars reunion. I just don't think it's in the cards. Mostly because I would just enjoy it too much for all the memes. But anyways, True. <laughs> how's my Photoshop? Uh, anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, the last wide receiver we'll talk about. Where does he end up next year? Ooh. I am going to say... The Atlanta Falcons. Okay. I could see that. I think... I mean, he's more of a wide receiver one than Russell Gage is, right? I mean, Oh, yeah. And I think he benefits from having Kyle Pitts also in the offense. Yep. Because everyone knows, like, oh, Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts. <laughs> right. I like the Falcons fit. I may also also like the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I think that's a sneaky one that could come up too. Detroit I, I tried to, I, find, I tried to fit Detroit in here somewhere. I just couldn't. But I like them too. Detroit a dark horse for Juju. You wouldn't think you wouldn't think about it like that, but I that's why it's a dark horse. I'm about to go on a Juju Smith Schuster monologue. And tell you why he should sign with the Miami Dolphins. And why everything about that makes perfect sense. Take it away. War is yours. Here's the thing about Juju. He needs a big market. He can't be holed up in Pittsburgh anymore. His personal brand is just becoming far too valuable. His online presence, like, it's bigger than Pittsburgh. There's not much left in Pittsburgh for him. So, if he wants to take that to the next level, let's chase a bag from a team that can pay him a bag. And what better way to do that where you can play a role 
a vital role on a team that needs a wide receiver too in the nice, warm, sunny state, in the nice, big, vibrant city of Miami, Florida. He's much more of a Mike McDaniel wide receiver than an Allen Robinson would be. I think, just think about it. Mike McDaniel running an offense with Jalen Waddell running across the middle on the inside, getting the ball into his efficient playmaker's hands. And you know who's streaking down the sideline then can actually go up and get a jump ball? Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think they need, like, a superstar stud wide receiver one on the outside because I don't think Juju is going to be that. But Juju can be that solid, like, wide receiver 1B, wide receiver 2, if you really want to consider Waddle, you know, elite above him. It makes sense for Juju personally. It makes sense for him professionally. It makes sense for the Dolphins as an organization. And then they can go out and just focus on getting a Breeze Hall or Kenneth Walker in this draft. And then the rest of their cap space they use on beefing up the defense. Everything about this makes so much sense to me. And I'm going to speak it into existence. So, Juju Smith to the Miami Dolphins. That is my pick because literally everything about it makes sense. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> it just makes too much sense. I sat and I thought about it. I had I had Juju going to the Jets originally, and I looked it over, and I'm like, the Dolphins need to sign somebody. And I'm like, well, hey, Juju, duh. It makes so much sense. <laughs> it makes so, it it makes makes so much sense. sense. Let's move on to fancy tight ends. Uh, free agent tight ends. That's the second time in a row. And I can tell we're an hour into the podcast and I'm starting to wear down. It's 830 at night. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, Dalton Schultz signed the franchise tag with the Cowboys. They really like Dalton Schultz. They really like Dalton Schultz. I think he's going to slide up in my rankings for next year now. Uh, Mike Gusecki also signed the franchise tag with the Dolphins. Zach Ertz is a free agent, formerly on the Arizona Cardinals. Where does he end up? For 2022. This is the only tight end we'll really talk about. I'm going to say back in Arizona. I agree. I just... I There's not many teams that necessarily... I mean, may, oh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe this team. Maybe the New York Jets. Yeah, they wasted Chris Herndon. Screw those guys. I don't want Zach Ertz to go there. <laughs> It's a new regime. It's a new regime. It's a different time. I don't time. care. You know I love Chris Herndon. You know I love that man. Yeah. Oh, your love for Chris Herndon goes beyond uh, what's reasonable. I'll say sorry. Yeah, it's sorry, not reasonable. Sorry. I don't care. <laughs> um. No, I just he's what thirty one, thirty two. Yep. Not many teams are really gonna spend a whole lot of cash on a tight end no. like that. So Arizona is probably his best bet at production. That's the way I'll put it. I agree. I have him going back to Arizona. He's not just to bring him in for half a season rental kind of guy. Bring him back, run it back. I think they let Christian Kirk walk too. That's the other thing. So I think yes. they'll need another low-priced option like Zach Ertz to come back and play. So uh, I agree. I think uh, he, he ends up back in Arizona. I lied. There is one more tight end name I'm going to bring up, but I think we both have the same answer. Rob Gronkowski, technically a free agent. Does he play football next year? No. No, I agree. He retires. And that is it 
We made it through the free agent frenzy. Look at that. We're just over an hour even. I love this. This isn't a super long podcast. I mean, we cut it off on time. We had Beautiful. so much to talk about. <laughs> we're getting good at this. <laughs> we're getting better. We're getting better. Tyler, anything you want to share with the people before we sign off? It is a month and a half from the draft. And Lucas and Cam can also vouch for this. I cannot wait for the draft. I cannot and... wait. I'm thinking about doing a live pod during the draft. We all have it on. We and we we uh, watch the watch the draft live together on the pod. Give our our real time analysis thoughts. I love that idea. So... It would be it would be a super <laughs> freaking long pod. We would probably have to break it up into a few parts, and not everybody would really want to hear the picks after the first. Twenty. It would probably just be the first round. Yeah, it'd be the first round. Yeah, it'd be the first round. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'd watch it together. Day two, I don't, day three is just. No, we won't do the whole. We'll, we'll do the first round. I don't think that people care after that. Yeah. At, at any rate, I've been thinking about it. I think that'd be fun to do. Do a live pod to the first, uh, the first round together. So I don't we know. Have a live audience with us, maybe. Yeah, we can go live on YouTube thanks to our friends at Riverside here. Did you know that? Uh, no, but shout out to Riverside. Y'all are goaded for that. Yeah, I should really uh, get us on their uh, payment plan here. I uh, Not payment plan, but their uh, sponsorship team because uh, <laughs> I keep getting ads for it. And they're like, yeah, here's your promo code. If people sign up with your promo code, I'm like, oh, I should really do that. So <laughs> shout out to Riverside. We'll get our promo code in here next episode. They're great. Yeah. Uh, so you could probably hang out with us real time uh, if you want to. Go live on YouTube then. So. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for the NFL draft. I'm also just really looking forward to 2022 fantasy football. I I keep trying to find out, find ways to like create more leagues to be a part of and be like, I want to draft now. I want draft like that so dynasty good. league that I just created with uh, with you and Cameron and a bunch of my old buddies. Yeah, that, uh, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows. Go give us a follow on our socials, FFFellas on Twitter, the FFFellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on Facebook, YouTube, and the good old TikTok. Man, uh, we are out here fighting people to the death on DK Metcalf over Jerry Judy next year, and I don't know why this is a take. I don't know why it's a take. Come fight us. I'd, Come fight us. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't agree with that take that you'd rather have, you if you'd rather have Jerry Judy than DK Metcalf in fantasy football next year, you better go follow us on TikTok and go comment on one of our most more recent posts where we have DK over Jerry Judy. And I'm going to be sick just thinking about that. People actually <laughs> <laughs> want Jerry Judy over DK Metcalf. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Just Tyler and I hanging out. Cameron is not with us. So uh, it is only two stooges being dudes, but... I know Cameron is with us in spirit. But two stooges being dudes, fancy football fans. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>